Hi, I'm Matt Bush, the news director at Blue Ridge Public Radio. The following is a candidate forum we held in our studios on February 7th with two candidates running for the Republican nomination for North Carolina's 11th Congressional District, which encompasses all of western North Carolina. Incumbent Republican Mark Meadows announced in December he would retire instead of seeking a fifth term in office. That set off a mad scramble of Republican candidates filing to run in a roughly 36-hour period before the deadline to do so. All told, 11 candidates are running in the GOP primary. Each were invited to participate in two forums BPR held. We have two candidates in this second forum, Linda Bennett and Joey Osborne. Before we get to that, a reminder that early voting for the primary election in North Carolina runs until February 29th. Those who have not registered to vote yet will only be able to do so during the early voting period. You can find a full list of early voting locations and the hours they are open at our website, BPR. The deadline to request an absentee by mail ballot is February 25th, and primary day is Tuesday, March 3rd. And remember, you do not need photo ID to vote in the primary election. Now, on with the show. So let's begin, and we will start opening statements with Joey Osborne. Super, thank you. I'm Joey Osborne, a uh, lifelong Western North Carolina resident. Uh, come November, I'll have been here 60 years in the, in the mountains of Western North Carolina. So I'm very happily married. Uh, Tanya and I have two, uh, two daughters, 12 and 16. Uh, both are conservatives, I might add. Um, so I think we've kind of nailed, hopefully we've nailed the, uh, uh, the formula for producing those uh, conservative uh, kids. But... Um, like President Trump, I'm a D.C. outsider. I've never run for office. I've never uh, held office. Uh, the, uh, I think the people have spoken and they're tired of politicians and, and government as usual. So I look forward to uh, being in D.C. As, a, as an outsider. I've been balancing big budgets. I've been growing companies, meeting payroll, creating jobs for more than 40 years. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so that's really all I've ever, ever done. Uh, my company currently employs just over 500 people and will employ another 100 uh, new additional hires uh, this year. So I'm excited about that uh, part. I've, again, being a lifelong entrepreneur, I've had upsides and downsides, but fortunately, uh, the company I have now has grown to $50 million a year company, and we've fortunately done it with uh, zero debt. So I'm not a big fan of debt. One of the things I'll certainly work on in D.C. is reducing the uh, the federal uh, deficit, which is extremely out of control. So not only uh, that, but uh, certainly taxes are an issue for me. I'll never vote for a tax increase. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-Second Amendment. I love America. I feel that there's never been a better time in history to be alive in America. America's never been richer, never been stronger than it is now. And I say all that to say that it's, it's a shame that we haven't taken advantage of those resources and those riches and those strengths to uh, deal with some of the major problems that we have uh, in the country. Uh, so it's important to me that we address those. I look forward to getting to D.C. to uh, work specifically on those, those things. Linda Bennett. Thank you, Matt. My name is Linda Bennett, and I'm running for Congress because we're engaged in an epic battle for the heart and soul of our nation. And we know that battle is the Lord's and that He is the source of our strength, but we also have a part to play. And we can't just sit back and let our leaders do it all. And that's why I'm running for Congress. There's a poster on the 
door of our headquarters and it's got a picture of President Trump and it says, they're not coming after him, they're coming after you. He's just getting in the way. And we know he can't be there forever. In fact, during this impeachment process, one thing we have learned for sure is that if they could get rid of him yesterday, they would have done that. But President Trump and I both learned something from the real estate industry, and that is to, to negotiate from a position of strength. And that's why I'm going to join the House Freedom Caucus on day one. It's the most powerful and influential caucus on the Hill. I've said from the very beginning that I was going to join the Freedom Caucus, and I'm very pleased to announce that uh, Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows, two of the most respected congressmen, want me to join them in the Freedom Caucus, to join their ranks. And that won't be easy because in Washington, D.C., there are forces such as lobbyists and special interests that want the congressmen to actually work for them, not for the folks back home. And I know that President Trump is counting on Western North Carolina to send him another fighter, a fighter like me, that's going to fill Mark Meadows' seat and help him drain that swamp. I'm conservative on all the issues. I'm, I'm pro-life. I believe that life begins at conception. I'm an evangelical Christian, and I see that life is one of our greatest, most precious gifts from God, and it's got to be protected. I stand unflinchingly with Israel also. The Second Amendment is under attack, and our Constitution, as well as our Second Amendment, needs to be protected with no compromises. We've already given far too much away. <laughs> so, I am a conservative on all the issues, and I look forward to being the first congresswoman from Western North Carolina. Thank you. All right, we'll start with the first question, that will go to Linda Bennett, and that is, what do you feel is the biggest issue facing the 11th Congressional District right now? I think the biggest issue facing us is basically a liberal viewpoint, where the um, People believe that the government can solve all their problems and that I believe that we have our rights come from God and that we need to, and our Constitution protects those rights. What that means is we are more responsible for our own well-being and versus an attitude that the government can fix anything. And, and I believe in many instances the government has actually caused some of the problems that we're now having to, to remedy. Okay. Joey Osborne. Uh, yes, in terms of what's affecting or most impacting the 11th, I think is very similar to what's impacting the whole country. And we're, and this is what I refer to often as hyper-partisan divide. You know, there's, there's these factions, and uh, I feel like caucuses are another form of faction that, that unfortunately has uh, shut down the progress in government. We're just not getting things done, and those things directly impact the uh, the 11th district. So that's on the federal level. I think we have those issues that we have to get back to a point where we can all sit down at a table, discuss issues, find commonality. It doesn't mean that we, we deviate from our core principles, which I certainly would never do that as a conservative. But there are uh, problems that we could easily solve if we just bring people back to the table. Again, I don't believe that involves factions and certainly uh, caucuses don't contribute to that. So because of that, I stand on my own. I don't have any endorsements. I don't want particularly any endorsements, and I certainly would only align with a caucus in the, uh, under the circumstance that it would benefit the people of the 11th district. Okay. And just a reminder, as we started here, uh, the, the, this portion of it, the candidates do get 90 seconds to respond to each uh, question. Just want to make sure uh, I said that again.
So the second question, we'll start with Joey Osborne, and that is, the U.S. has seen an extended economic boom over the last decade, but the federal deficit has also been growing at the same time. Why do you think that is, and what will you do about it as a member of Congress? Yeah, great question. Obviously, the deficit is, is out of control, and it's out of control, again, because we've had so much, you know, a lack of business expertise, I believe, in, in D.C., and that's something that I think I bring to the table with my 40 years plus uh, business experience. But it's time to deal with the deficit. Uh, I have a very specific plan. It's a 10-year plan. It's adopted by the uh, uh, part of the conservative uh, par uh, par party in that we will address the, uh, the deficit the federal debt in, in, inside of 10 years and come to a balanced budget in, in 10 years. So that's specifically what I would focus on. Let's get the budget balanced as soon as, we po as, soon as possible and then start to continue to uh, stimulate the economy with some of the things that we've been doing in the past that have worked. Okay. Linda Bennett. I think it's been proven, and uh, it may seem counterintuitive, that a booming economy does help to raise more income uh, through revenues for, through taxation. And even lower taxation increases the revenue that's generated because of the booming economy. So I think President Trump has a plan, and I think that once he's reelected, we're going to see a, a change in direction in the policies that we see coming out of Washington, D.C. I've been endorsed by the Senate Conservatives Fund as well as the House Freedom Fund, and those two groups are very focused on reducing debt and balanced budgets. So we will be working together, there's strength in numbers, to accomplish a, a more fiscally sound policy. Okay. Next question that will go to uh, Linda Bennett first is, uh, do you support any changes around gun laws in the United States, and if so, what would they be? Gun laws? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'd like to see, um, so Heller versus Washington, D.C., District of Columbia, uh, set a standard that we need to be implementing around the country, and that is to, to take back our rights as individuals and citizens. And so I'm uh, actually for increased gun freedom, and I believe that there's statistics out there that aren't being reported by the media, for instance. Um, every year, there's millions of people that defend themselves with a firearm. Not even, a, most of the time, not a single shot is fired. But all that gets reported are the 40,000 gun deaths. And can you imagine how many more deaths there would be if we had three million defenseless people that, out there that um, would add to those numbers by not being able to defend themselves? So I believe that the media needs to report those types of st success stories because we really do need to have broader gun rights. Joey Osborne. Yeah, I can give you 10 seconds on this one. Uh, the Second Amendment to me is crystal clear. The Constitution is, is what we have. Our, our, we have a nation of laws constitutionally based, and the Constitution couldn't be clear, in my opinion, on the Second Amendment. This, I would certainly make no modifications to uh, further restrict guns. I'm very much uh, uh, pro-Second Amendment. Okay. Next question will go to uh, Joey Osborne, and that is... Western North Carolina in particular has been hit hard by the opioid crisis. What, as a legislator on the federal level, can you do about this and about health care access in general? Yeah, it's a super question. The opioid issue is huge. Uh, obviously, health care is, is a disaster. It's one of the top things on my list. First of all, I'm not a big government interventionist. I'm certainly for small government. But when we have something like this opioid issue that we're dealing with, federal government has to be involved. And I think that starts, it, it, can, it can coexist as we start to re reform 
the uh, entire uh, insurance process and the medical situation. So I'm a strong uh, proponent of a privatization in that whole space. But I think it's time to look at another drug czar that we've had, we had back in the uh, 70s. So that would be my approach to that. Let's appoint somebody who can specifically head up the opioid uh, issue. Okay. Linda Bennett. So health care, America has one of the most expensive health care systems in the world. And yet if you ask people, what do they think about their health care? Could it be improved? Is there any room for improvement? Most people would say there is room for improvement. So the difference, the thing that I would like to see changed is a very structural, very integral change. And that is that our healthcare system today is based on what's best for the big drug companies, what's best for the conglomerates. And what I believe we need to be doing is focusing on what's best for the patient, what's best for people and individuals, the consumer. And if we change our way of looking at that um, approach, it will change the way our drugs, uh, our, well, our drugs, but our our healthcare would be implemented throughout the nation. And I think it would also address the opioid crisis. The opioid crisis is also partially part of the border issue. Uh, so I would, I would have to address the border issue as part of that solution as well. Okay. But there's no silver bullet when it comes to healthcare. So. Okay, well that leads into our next question that goes to Linda Bennett first, and that is what if, what changes, if any, do you wish to see and want to see and would support in federal immigration policy? All right. The, our immigration policy, Trump's right. We need to have an America first immigration policy. I feel like the Democrats a lot of times look at it from a point where there's immigrant first and America second immigration policy. So that would include such things as uh, anchor babies, that's what it's called, and um, chain migration, which don't benefit America. They're not based on merit, they're just based on an, an instance where people get to make the decision which doesn't come through uh, channels that would allow us to make what's a decision that's best for our country. So I would, I would definitely implement changes along those lines. There's also a situation where it feels like that no matter what, the Democrats do not favor building a wall. It doesn't matter why. I say build the wall and then secure our border. We can't have a, a sovereign nation without a secure border. So therefore start there and then we can implement other changes uh, afterwards. Okay. Joey Osborne. Yeah, so again, pretty short answer. I think we, we build the wall. I strongly stand behind President Trump to build the wall. Uh, and I like the idea of a big gate in the wall. So let's secure the border. Let's know who's coming in and who's going out, but let's open it up because we need, uh, we need Im Im immigrants. We need, especially from uh, South America, Mexico, uh, workforce that is uh, very much welcomed here. So that would be my suggestion. Let's build a wall. Let's, let's have a big gate and then let's uh, take advantage. Let's help these folks who, need, who seek asylum here and need to be here and want to be here and let's in integrate them into our, into our, uh, into our workforce primarily. Okay. We'll go to our next question, and that goes to Joey Osborne Force. Uh, the 11th Congressional District is home to the National Centers for Environmental Information in Nashville. That is the federal government's clients, climate science office. Uh, it reported last year that uh, 2019 was the hottest year on record in North Carolina. What measures do you support or would you support at the federal level to combat the effects of climate change? Yeah, super question. It's a big issue, obviously. It's out there. Uh, I'm certainly concerned about the climate. 
Uh, I've been an environmentalist all my life. Uh, but I also think we have to be pragmatic about it. We have to uh, look at, the, at the, uh, ur is what the urgency level of it, and I think that part we may be overplaying a little. So we hear, you know, 12 years, the planet's going to cease to exist. I don't think too many people, rational people, uh, believe that. So I do think we look at it, but we, again, with this wealth that we have and this, um, this, all, all the, the technologies that are available to us today, I say let's take a hard look at those and how do we I implement those on a, uh, on, a, on a thoughtful and consistent basis uh, in such a way that we address climate issues, but at the same time we don't uh, crash the economy or we don't put others in, in hardship. So uh, that would be my view on, on climate. Linda Bennett. Of course climate is changing. It's been changing over the course of history forever and ever. In fact, I'm a big advocate of climate change because I would not want to live in Western North Carolina if there was a mile of snow or ice over us at this time. So it creates a an, you know, changing environment, but I think the main issue is not whether the climate is changing, it's whether it's man-made change. And one of the effects of claiming that it's a man-made uh, effect is that the government would like to if, take control over, over all, many aspects of our life. And as a Republican, I'm opposed to government control over that many aspects of our life. So in essence, they're establishing, the, the uh, left is establishing that it's climate change is being made so that they can pass laws that would affect every single aspect of our lives. I'm opposed to that. I'm opposed, opposed to that whole principle because I believe in cl that climate change is going on. I'm just not sure that it's a man-made effect. Okay. We'll go to our last question now, and that will go to Linda Bennett. And you both have 90 seconds again for the last question. Then when we go to uh, closing statements, each candidate will have one minute to give their closing statement. And the last question here is, we'll start with Linda Bennett, is what do you feel is the biggest infrastructure need in the 11th Congressional District? Well, infrastructure takes on so many different aspects. So most people would love to see uh, less road construct construction, less congestion on our highways. And many of the roads that are most congested are federal highways. So they would be infected. And I know Mark Meadows served on the transportation um, the, uh, committee. And, and that is one of the things that we definitely should be doing from the federal government's aspect. Um, some of the other infrastructure issues are not federal and should be handled by the state. So you've got to look at the, you know, who's in charge of what uh, issue. So I'd say that that is our main concern as just an average citizen in Western North Carolina. Okay. Joey Osborne. Well, the variety of, of things that we're faced with in, in the 11th district, there's, there's, that varies. That infrastructure thing varies across the way. The concerns we have here in Asheville are completely different than what we see over in Brevard. Uh, one of the things that interests me, I think, that we need to stay on top of from an infrastructure uh, perspective is the, uh, is the digital world of things now, which is you know, everything now is, is cellular. And I know 5G is a big issue, and, um, and, and that's going to be coming. But we have things, some ba more basic needs like uh, you know, cable is, a, is an issue, uh, fiber optics. And I know you guys deal with things like that here in your your radio business. So uh, having a, a broad uh, view of that, so of course roads are a big deal. 
we have some things we need to look further down the road because I see the infrastructure issue being closely connected with bringing in really good paying jobs and those things. So one of the things I'll focus on a lot is how do we bring, especially to the more rural areas of western North Carolina's infrastructure that will also allow us to have a better and, and better paying jobs. Well, thank you very much. We are done with our questions. We will now go to closing statements. And again, just a reminder to listeners, we had three other Republican candidates in for a forum earlier this morning on Friday. You can watch that uh, video once this one concludes. And we will reach out to the candidates who were not unable to attend today. And that will also be posted on our website, interviews with them on our website, bpr.org. So now we're down to uh, closing statements. Each candidate will get one minute to make a closing statement. And we will start with Joey Osborne. Good. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I'm Joey Osborne. Folks can uh, uh, reach me at joeyosborne.com too. I'd like to share that. Just my name, joeyosborne.com. So as your congressman, as a fellow businessman, I'll stand shoulder to shoulder uh, with President Trump to finally drain the swamp and bring Washington back and government back to the American people. I feel like it's we've lost control. We, the people, no longer have uh, control of, of government like the, the founders intended for us to have. So again, as your congressman, you have my solemn promise that I'll never put political gain over the people. Um, I'm happy to alter my, uh, my life and my career to serve in D.C. I certainly would never be beholden to any political party, uh, never beholden to any uh, faction or group that I would ever put over uh, doing the best job that I could possibly do for the people uh, of Western North Carolina. So with that said, I appreciate the opportunity and I hope I can earn the votes of those folks that are out watching today. Thank you. Linda Bennett. Thank you, Matt. Um, my name is Linda Bennett, and LindaForCongress.com. And I moved to um, Western North Carolina in 1983, but in, I've been in the real estate business for over 33 years. And during that time, I've seen some different trends. And in 2008, I saw uh, some things I thought I would never see, which was socialists in charge of our government. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Barney Frank, and President Obama plunged our economy into a, a deep recession. And that's when I became active. I wanted to, I realized at that point that elections have consequences. And w it, I was going to get involved, I was going to make a difference, and that's how I've um, gotten here today to be uh, serving for, running for Congress. So basically, I wanted to address something in 2016. I supported our president in his candidacy. And there's been some attack ads that came out, and I just wanted to say that the audio, if you hear it, I'd like for you to know the truth. And that tape has been, is a, a clipped version. It's taken completely out of context. I was mimicking some never-Trumpers, which you probably know what that means. And that has been used to sound like I was not supporting our president, and it couldn't be farther from the truth. So. I want you to know that we're going to be here fighting for our president. I'm going to try to make a difference in every way that I can. And I know that you don't expect us to win all the battles, but I know that you expect us to at least fight them. And sometimes the Republican Party gives in before they even try hard. And as our country is in the balance and, and maybe slipping towards socialism at this time, I know that the people of Western North Carolina want us to take a stand, and they, want, they would say, not on our watch. That is not going to happen. And I want you to know that by the grace of God, I will not back down. And I would like you to get your support as the first congresswoman from Western North Carolina. My name is Linda Bennett, and I'm running for Congress.
You've been listening to a candidate forum with two Republicans seeking their party's nomination in North Carolina's 11th Congressional District, which encompasses all of Western North Carolina. Early voting concludes on February 29th for the primary, and those who have not yet registered to vote can only vote during the early voting period. For a full list of early voting sites and the hours they are open in Western North Carolina, use our early voting guide at bpr.org. The deadline to request an absentee by mail ballot is February 25th, and primary day itself is Tuesday, March 3rd. And remember, you do not need photo ID to vote in the primary election. I'm Matt Bush, and I thank you for listening.